Hello, uh, Grant Moore, President and CEO of SPC Nickel Corp. Uh, we are a fairly new junior exploration company focused primarily on nickel and the commodities related to nickel, such as copper, platinum, palladium, and gold. Our exploration activities are focused within Canada and we've and primarily within the Sudbury mining camp. Brilliant, Grant. Lovely to have you um, on. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. We've been talking about if you're for about a year on our uh, battery show over at the uh, CorrectionOfBestow.com app. Um, Grant, just for people new to this, uh, and, and probably me actually, because we've not met or spoken before, is give us a little bit of, of your background, please. Um, well, I'm a background geologist, uh, originally from uh, Western Canada, and uh, and then moved to uh, moved to Sudbury, Ontario in uh, around 20 years ago to continue my education in, 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 uh, in Sudbury. My, and after that, I uh, ended up by staying in Sudbury, working for many of the large uh, mining companies in Sudbury. So most of my career has been in nickel and nickel exploration in Canada. Right, like like who, who who did you work for? You can name names on this uh, show. Initially started off with Valet, then later progressed into uh, Falcon Bridge, Extrata and Glencore. Right. Okay. And is that who you've managed to bring on board with you in this venture? Yeah. Some of our some of the uh, board members and colleagues are ex people I'd worked with at uh, Falconbridge and later Glencore. So we've got a pretty tight knit group that we've worked with on and off probably for the last uh, fifteen to twenty years. Right. Okay. So tell me, tell me about the um, project. Like I say, it's, you know, it's been going just over a year. I think we first started noticed you last. Well, just I think it was last April. Um, yeah. Is tell me, tell me about some of these assets that you've got because you know you've you've, you've got um, four listed here. Um, what, what's the focus? So our focus is, you know, initially the company was focused on Sudbury, which, as people know, is you know one of the largest nickel camps in the world. Uh, we've got two main assets in Sudbury, one being our Lockerbie East project, which was a past producing mine owned by Falconbridge. And our other asset is the uh, Air Kid project, which is located between two uh, developing and producing mines. So then we have a third asset just within the Sudbury mining district, but not within the Sudbury basin. And that's called our Jane's project. And then just recently, we've added a really exciting uh, camp scale nickel opportunity in northern Canada called the Muskox uh, uh, property, which is uh, something we're really excited about moving forward. That's over at Nunavut. So let, let's, let's focus on Sudbury because that's, that's an area we, we know a little bit about. Um, so Lockerbie East and Air Kid, um, ex Falcon Bridge uh, asset there. What? I'm trying. I'm trying to understand the plan because you you are a whatever fifteen million dollar company, right? You've got how much yeah. cash have you got in the bank at the moment? About five and a half. Right, five and a half. You've done a raise recently, so you top 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 yeah. top top a little bit. What's the plan? Because small companies with multiple assets, it gets confusing for people looking in trying to work out, you know, what they should be looking at, what you're going to be doing with it, where the value is, etc. So, can we kind of run through those projects in terms of what you know and how you're going to come at them? Yeah, sure. I mean, our focus for moving forward uh, in 2022 is going to be in our Lockerbie East project. It's, it's a more advanced project. Uh, it's got historic resources that were uh, you know, published back in 20, uh, 2009 by a company called First Nickel. Uh, there's, it's a fairly large, a lower grade deposit, but close to surface, close to infrastructure. And it also has higher grade potential at depth. So that's the project that we are focusing on for this year. 
and we're going to be uh, getting the drills actively turning towards the end of the month. Our Air Kid property is just really well positioned between two great assets, uh, that being Valet's Totten Mine and the uh, Victoria project that's being built by KGHM. So, you know, our ultimate goal would be to be a producer in Sudbury. That's what we'd like to do. I think there's a need uh, and, 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 a, and a void within Sudbury for another company, a junior company to come along and, and start uh, producing nickel in the basin. So that's ultimately where we'd like to end up. Um, we think we're, you know, we're a few years out from that, but our Lockerbie East resource and West Graham resources. I mean, they, it's there's not very many junior companies that have uh, established nickel resources within the Sudbury mining camp. Okay, so that I think. Okay, there's a there's a there's a biggie. We're going to be a producer, um, given the kind of capex required for some of these sulfide projects. So, what what? Let's start with Lockerbie East, right? Um, that's the most advanced one. It's historic yeah. uh, data there. You, you talk about you know indicated resources of you know eight and a half million uh, tons at you know point four five. You know some of the companies we've seen coming come on here, they're they're happy with their point uh, three. It's you know it's, it's not bad grades, and then you've got some high grade stuff running through there as well. So. Um, how do you move that forward? If that's the focus, you've got five and a half million bucks, what, what can we expect to see from you this year? So our the plan for this year is to do additional infill drilling. Within that resource, of the combined inferred and indicated is around 10 million tons. Right. But within that, uh, there is a higher grade section that is up above 1%. So we'll be looking to do some infill drilling this year, further defining that higher grade section. And with that, with that drilling, we'll be able to update the resource towards the end of the year. And that'll put us in a position to be able to make the decision on the next step, whether that's additional drilling, uh, metallurgical work, or moving towards a pre-feasibility stage uh, study. Right. But what, what sort of scale do you need to show the market? I mean, re realistically, I'm gonna, we want to be you know, producer in, in the Sudbury uh, area, the region. Um, you're going to need to move these things off and show real scale because um, that's where the yeah. economics come. So, again, doing, a, doing any kind of studies at, at this stage, does that really move the needle? I think so. I think it moves us towards that production sort of decision. And, you know, there's capacity within the Sudbury infrastructure for uh, a resource like this that could be fed into the local infrastructure, into the local mills. And I think that's that's the advantage that we have is that the timeline towards development is a lot smaller for us because of the infrastructure, because of the capacity that exists within the Sudbury mining camp. With the Glencore connections. Yeah. Okay. No, again, I just, I just—it's it's interesting to me how how you kind of play these things. That, that there are there are mills, but there's, it's kind of like a cabal. Unless you know people, uh, you've you got to work out how you insert yourself into um, the mix, like, as, as it were. So, um, so how much money did you say that that you're going to allocate to that this year? Uh, it, it's the program's around a two million dollar program. Right. And I, I guess the kind of slightly homogenous nature of, of the ore body, and I know it's infill drilling. Is it, sorry, is it exclusively infill drilling? Or are you doing some step out expansion drilling? Yeah, we'll be doing some step out. The, the, the West Graham resource, which is the larger lower grade resource, it's closer to surface. The Lockerbie East resource, which is higher grade, one was, was actually historically mined underground, uh, and it's closer to 2.5% nickel. Uh, you know, this there's at least a, a five to eight hundred meter gap in between those two zones 
that has the ability to expand those deposits, which then starts to move the deposit, the potential of this deposit into a much larger critical mass where you have shallower resources, but the potential for higher grade mineralization at depth. So it, it, it's, it's a, you know, I guess, baby steps along looking at the more advanced asset closer to surface, but also evaluating the deeper potential, which in Sudbury is where typically the higher grade, higher value ores is located. Okay. Okay. And, and just help us with these kind of step, these, with the expansion side of things, with the step out then, was, how far do you typically step out in these things? Again, come back to the homogenous nature um, of what you see there. So within the, res- within the resource, it's, it's, it'll be fairly tight space, space drilling. Uh, you know, this typical exploration plan in Sudbury is you do, you do your diamond drilling followed up by borehole geophysics, and that helps guide you to the next target. And, and, and the idea is then you can start doing your infill drilling on those individual targets and start to put some critical mass together outside of these known resources. Right. Okay. So what, what does that mean in terms of meters? I'm just trying to understand that because sometimes... Oh, so yeah, the program for this year would be about four to 5,000 meters. Right. And then based on the results of that, we'd be looking for a, 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 another phase of drilling Probably either later this year or into the into the into the following year. So that's four four thousand meters down. But again, coming back to so I'm maybe asking it really badly. It's just trying to understand to help educate us as see you know how much you can bring into the infer. Do you kind of step back fifty meters, two hundred meters? Four, I mean, what's what's that look like in terms of the, the drill plan? Yeah, I mean the wet the the West Graham resource is fairly well defined as it stands. So the ten million tons. I mean, there's an ability to probably you know, potentially add 50% more to that. Um, that's certainly uh, that's certainly a possibility. The Lockerbie East resource, which is only in a couple hundred thousand tons, but very high grade, we feel is open for over a thousand meters uh, at depth below that. So there's significant potential down dip. Uh, that's deeper drilling. I mean, in Sudbury, we commonly drill 1500 to 2000 meters vertically. Uh, so that's that's kind of that target area. So that's you know that is expensive drilling, and that's not what we're going to be focusing on immediately. But there is significant potential down dip of the Lockerbie high grade Lockerbie East deposit for expansion. Okay, and then right, so you do that do that drilling this this year um, with the meters as indicated, and the, the study the study phase. I mean, how much? There's obviously um, sorry forty three one hundred one on this, but what what would the update look like for you in terms of uh, timing? And again, coming back to the earlier question of around you know the sort of scale that you think you need to show to the market because you're not getting a lot of love from the market at the moment, right? So I think when yeah. we started talking about you uh, a year ago, you were at sort of you know twenty cents or so. It's sort of. 11, 12 cents at the moment. Um, people aren't understanding the story. So just in, help, in terms of laying it out for us, it looks like Lockerbie East is the focus. But you've yep. got to say to people, well, here's what we hope to be able to present to the market. This is what we're working towards. So what does that look like? Well, that'll be, you know, it'll be the, the drill program this year will be generating fairly consistent news flow throughout the summer, fall, uh, and into the winter, which you know we hope drives the share price. Most of our you know activities, but the year before we're, we're on the Air Kid project. Uh, we've shifted gears towards the Lockerbie East. So our uh, activities will be generating news flow over the or over most of the summer and into the fall. That allow us to then move towards an updated resource towards the end of the year, 
which if everything goes the way we'd hoped and uh, we've got this, you know, which is probably going to be more a 10 million ton resource up to date with a much better defined high grade core within it that could be focused on initially, then we'd look to refinance to come back to do the additional next step work, which would be the, the bigger step outs and also the expansion at depth starting to move the project through the permitting phase and the additional work that needs to be done, such as metallurgical work, um, environmental studies, uh, moving it towards the, the ultimate goal of, of, of coming up with a, a pre-feasibility feasibility stage project in Sudbury. Right. And, and when would that, what's the likely timeline for that? I think, I think realistically, we're, we're probably, you know, that could be towards the end of 2023. We could be at that sort of stage 2023 2024 uh you know a lot of the work is already done uh you know a lot of the infrastructure is already done uh so it it is a much quicker process being that it is a you know a a, a, a you know formerly active project area and and with the infrastructure in place what's driving you to want to get that into production surely you can work that through some you know feasibility stages offload that, get more money into the kitty, retain some equity some way, shape or form, and then do what you're good at, which is the exploration stuff, whether Eric here, James, or over at um, uh, Muscox. What's right? Do you feel as CEO you have to say, we're going to get this into production? Or is it genuine desire to? Well, I, I would say when we started the company, that was the objective, was to become a producer in Sudbury. Hmm. Um, now, I don't think we're necessarily beholden to it that we have to do that. Um, obviously, if we develop a, a very attractive resource in a, in a, in a very friendly mining jurisdiction, uh, that might be a very attractive asset for, uh, for other companies. And you know, we'd certainly entertain uh, discussions with either the companies in town or other, uh, other companies out there. Uh, and that would allow us to focus on exploration on, on other activities. But right now, the path forward uh, is is moving this project towards more of a development stage. And along the way, if we you know if we get some interesting offers or some it becomes attractive to other companies, would certainly entertain that. Right, sure. but but the, now's not the time to have. Well, I don't know. Is now the time for you to have those conversations? Like say, it's a forty-three one hundred one on it. You. Ex Glencore, they've, I they've, think they've been down it, picking up, you know, equity in Horizonte down at down in Brazil. They're obviously very keen um, and got big balance sheets. So, at what point do companies like you start those conversations? Well, I think for the Lockerbie East project, it is bringing it back into the light, so people are. I think I don't think a lot of companies or groups are aware that we have it, and uh, and so by doing the drilling, by updating the resource then we can talk educatedly about the asset that we have, what the upside is, and people are gonna be able to evaluate the property and then hopefully uh, uh, you know, assign that value back to the, to the share price in the company. And that's where we're hoping to see uh, you know, an increase in the value in the company. Because where we're trading at right now by having a, a 10 million ton asset in arguably the best nickel camp in the world, I think we're a, a, an excellent buy at these prices. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I think maybe it's just a case of uh, shining some light on. But uh, look, okay, yeah. so there's Lockerbie East. Let, let's let's park that up for now. Let's let's get on to uh, over sorry over to Air Kid. You know, similar sort of setup. He's chasing nickel copper PGMs there too. So, but a bit earlier in in the uh, process. So, how much money, time, effort going onto the into that? So we actually just when we took the company public in in last year in March. 
the focus from March up until probably January or February of this year was drilling at Air Kid. And we did over 14,000 meters of drilling. Uh, and our financing and the raising uh, was all tied to that drill program. And, you know, we've, we had some success on the project. I don't think we delivered the results that the market was exactly hoping for. Uh, and, but certainly in that case, the bar was set pretty high for that project, given that it's between two world-class nickel assets, you know, the, you know, the odds of coming out of the gates and making a five or 10 million ton high grade nickel discovery in, in your first program, uh, being a public company is, is not easy. And, uh, so, you know, we had success, but I don't think quite the success that the market was thinking. And I think that reflected in our share price. Now, the project is on location alone, it is an extremely valuable asset. I mean, it's it's sandwiched in between these two world-class nickel projects. We've got the same sort of geology, same styles of mineralization. We've had some good intersections on the project and we feel like there's still lots of areas left to test. So this year, having just wrapped up that program a couple of months ago, we're going to be kind of taking a step back, compiling all the data and generating additional targets that we can look at testing in, uh, in the following year. Because we still feel like there's lots of opportunities, especially at depth. We'd like to put the company in a little better position uh, uh, as far as our, our, our market cap and, and our cash position before we start to uh, explore the deeper parts of that property. Yeah, because you're, you're entering a sort of an interesting area with small companies, you know, sort of $20 million companies where your cash constraint in terms of your decision making, you don't make the optimum decisions for what you want to do with the assets. You make the optimum decisions based on the cash you've got available to it. So, um, does, does that say that? Uh, Again, and again, well, tell us, how, how do you think you can manage that? You can better manage those, those messages into market. Do you just focus on Lockerbie East, get, get that to where you need it to be, and then come back to James and Aircade and Muscox? No, we, are, we, are, we will be advancing the other projects as well. Uh, the Janes and the Muscox projects will be moving ahead as well this year. You know, again, the bulk of the work will be on the Lockerbie East project. But we do feel that it's, it's important to be moving front, moving forward on multiple fronts. Uh, although you do have to stay somewhat grounded on your kind of key asset. Um, you know, AirKid is something that we still consider very important to the company. But I think the reality of doing two large drill programs in Sudbury is probably not something that's feasible for us right now. So we've we've uh, we've focusing on Lockerbie East, which is more advanced. I mean, I've talked to a lot of investors and grassroots exploration is still, you know, still a tough one for, for a lot of investors and having an asset with proven resources and a, and a more clear path towards development and advancement is something that is, is very attractive. And I think that's where that Lockerbie East project really fits in well with where the nickel market is right now. Well, yeah, well, being able to yeah, being able to have uh, contained you know pounds of nickel in the ground that you control, and well, that's something that we want to move towards. Absolutely, if we look at the the, the move the nickel uh, price over the last eighteen months, it's been fantastic. It should be a great environment for nickel juniors, nickel explorers, um, in which to to operate. Right, you'd think, yeah. but you you've not kind of seen that love in the in the in the share price, so. You, it, it comes back to a question about, you know, how do you tell that story? You know, what do you think you need to be putting out there, whether it's optimum for you as an explorer uh, or not, 
because if I if I see some of the head the high grade um, numbers, you know, you know, point five one nickel and you know over one one percent copper over at Jane's, I think, well, that's appealing. And that's what you do. You're putting those out in Q3 um, last year, um, but again, people didn't didn't seem to register no. that. Is that a case of that they need to understand the plan better? Does it come back to that? Yes, and also I would say because everyone. I shouldn't say everyone, most of the investors, most of the, the market was really focused on our results from AirKid. And, you know, the, the results that we put out from our Jane's drilling last year, I thought were fantastic for mineralization rate at surface. Uh, you know, a percent and a half combined nickel copper with five grams of palladium uh, at surface so would have been a great project for any yep. junior company. Yep. And and we we saw really no action in the market as a result because everything was focused on delivering that massive massive sulfide intersection from um, from air kit. So, you know, moving forward, what I think we need to do to be successful is we need to deliver some results, and we need to focus the market on our air our Lockerbie East asset uh, because I really do feel like. You know, there's a lot of investors out there that want to get involved in the nickel space, and there's just not a lot of opportunities if you don't want to buy one of the major companies. So, a lot of investors, in my opinion, are looking for that that company that's putting out results that has contained resources in the ground and has upside to get behind. And I think the program that we've got laid out at uh, Lockerbie this year really has that potential to kind of captivate the market. And it, and to show that hey we are a player in the nickel space and given where we are at right now with our market cap and our share price, uh, we're a great buy and 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 that you should be paying attention to what SBC Nickel is doing. Oh, I I no, I agree with that. I think there's some of the parts right. Um, definitely in, in in your case, you know, and I think Lock of the East is. <laughs> definitely worth more than your 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 the whole market cap the whole entire company um, at yeah. the moment but uh, but it's when you you the the and, and the board say things like oh we're going to get into production with that you know i think the market's looking going well maybe you've got a long time to get there lots of dilution between now and then and i'm trying to understand wh where and when the upside is, is is for us right i think that's the kind of disconnect that i'm i I'm, i i feel just based on some of the questions sent in um yeah, so you you focusing on that and laying it out, but to what end? That's what I'd be interested in hearing from you once you guys start making those sorts of decisions. And then the fact that you've gone off and spent a bit more money over in Nunavut, albeit some super high grade, I mean, it's insane high grade numbers, you know, 5.39 nickel and 2.88 copper and 7.6 PG. I mean, it, it's cr crazy. Uh, you know, I know it's not up to numbers, but. You know, you, the fact that you've gone off and done that and not can kind of give clarity on the other assets, do you, do you, again, do you, does it comes back to that thing of, are you clear, you seem to be clearer now than you have been about yeah. how this thing moves forward. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think we've, we're, we're making that concerted effort to get the story out there more this year and to really kind of lay out what our steps are, how we're going to advance the projects and how that is going to hopefully translate into growth for the company. And as a shareholder, you know, set out some, some goals over the, the spring, summer, fall that you can kind of put in your calendar and say, this is when we expect to get results back from uh, the Lockerbie drilling. This is when we expect uh, the results from the work that they're doing at Jane's to come in. And, and this is how I see this Muskox project advancing as well. You know, the, 
the 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 issue we ran into with the Air Kid project is that we we weren't drilling off a resource. We were doing grassroots exploration, and as you know, with that sort of exploration, you know you, you never know what you're going to hit. You can put all your best information into your drill holes, and that doesn't it's not a guarantee. So, you know, the work that we're doing at Lockerbie this year is a little bit more. Uh, formulate it and the fact that we are drilling in and around a, a historic resources so you can have a much better idea about your news flow and the results coming out of that that work. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Can you just get, tell me a little bit about the the structure of the deal that you did at Muscox? Um because again, you, you know, you I, I'm just, I'm really intrigued about how management teams do deals, how they structure them. It shows whether there's some, you know, solidity to uh, they know what they're doing, basically. So how, how did you structure that one? So the Muscox project was something that, uh, you know, something that I'd been following for years. It was in, and anyone in the nickel space knows about the project. You know, it is something that I think a lot of people would argue is one of the last kind of camp scale nickel opportunities in North America. Uh, but it was never really, hasn't really been worked or advanced in the last 20 years, mainly because of A, the nickel price, uh, the markets and location. Well, the you know the markets have changed, the price has changed, and the overall demand for nickel has changed. And the outlook people are now com- companies are now looking 10, 15, 20 years down the road instead of what's just in front of them in the next year or so. So I saw the I saw the muskox is something that we could acquire for staking costs. So we were able to stake that whole project uh, for very minimal costs. So over forty five thousand hectares were staked for probably in the neighborhood of thirty to forty thousand uh, dollars, and we acquired, you know, probably sixty to seventy percent of the entire intrusion. And with that, we bought this proprietary database that con- contained most to all of the the geological and geophysical data dating back to the fifties. So we have all of this data. We value it at somewhere in the fifteen to twenty million dollar range if you had to reproduce all this data. So this allows us not to have to go up and do regional airborne surveys or ground surveys or uh, you know uh, geochemical sampling programs because we have all this historic data. So right now it's just a matter of churning through all the results, all the information that we have to develop our targets. But I think it's a fantastic project that has tremendous upside and really does have the ability to be one of the next big nickel camps in the next 10 to 15 years down the road. And, and the interest that I've seen from investors and other major companies in that project has been quite astounding uh, as to the level of interest in it. And you know that asset alone should make a junior company. And so when I look at that asset combined with our Sudbury assets and where we are right now, I think the the sky's the limit for SPC Nickel. Okay. So who's who's in this at the moment? Because I'm looking looking at the kind of register breakdown. It's you know, talk about you know thirty percent ish re- retail and about thirty percent ish institutions. I mean, who, who are the big holders? Apart from so our, our our major shareholder is Dundee Goodman, right? Uh, and they have been instrumental in moving uh, us along from a private company into a public company. And uh, you know, their their leader Jonathan Goodman is someone who loves nickel and loves the nickel story. And is very active in the in the, in the few junior nickel companies that are active in the Sudbury area, and they're the group that really pushed us along to get public, um, and have helped significantly in all of the financing since. 
So they are kind of one of the more instrumental shareholders in our group. Um, other groups such as RCF was involved earlier on in the company when we were private. We operated as a private company from 2013 to 2021. So there was a lot of a lot of groups that we dealt with uh, at that time while we were private. But more recently, it, it has been kind of the uh, Dundee Goodman is one of our the major shareholders that really helps kind of drive the bus with us. Okay. And you've been at it a while, private and, and public. Um, yeah. Cash constrained, understand that in, in a meaningful way. But do you understand or do you feel that there's a need to maybe start turning up the, the, the pace, turning up the uh, ambition, turning up the you know d- deliverables for the markets, you know, drill results to what end? We're working at Lockerbie, Lockerbie East to what end? You know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like these are big multi-decade projects. Eventually, when they when they get into production, these things, but they don't have to be in terms of how long it takes to get there. So, um, does the pace pick up now? Do you think? Given the, I so- think it. Yeah, I think it definitely has to. I mean, given the appetite in the market right now, you know, anyone who's been in this business knows that you know metal prices go up and down. And, you know, I think as a company that's exploring for nickel, you really have to seize the opportunity right now. And, you know, we are going to try to do as much work into the, in the ground as we can over the next two years. Uh, and, you know, we're well financed right now where we were able to, you know, carry out all the programs we, we have planned this year without additional financing. Uh, but looking forward to, you know, ramping up towards the end of this year and into next year. So I, I hope to be very active uh, over the next couple of years because I think that's you, you need to in these this current nickel market. Brilliant. Well, look, Grant, um, look, nice introduction to the story. I wouldn't mind getting a little bit technical with you or rather get, get our, one of our geologists get a bit technical with you to understand what it is that you, you've got here. Because like I said, I think it does feel like the sum of the parts. You've got a, a couple of quite strong projects um, which good enough in their own right um and you know i look forward to obviously telling the story and getting getting out there more and obviously to, do, do come back on with us but um it it's it's i'm interested in the way that you're going about it and you know that the team obviously have been been there and done it before got the t-shirt etc so um stay in touch okay will do thank you for having us